Hey, my name is Will Sporty Garner. I'm a part of a growing group of real estate investors and entrepreneurs who you probably have never heard of. We don't approach real estate in the traditional way, and we don't rely on cash from trust funds, golden parachutes, or rich uncles to get us started. In fact, our motivation is from our initial lack thereof. We have created our own access to innovative funding models, utilizing and acquired knowledge that have helped us hack our way into the real estate game. And these things that we know can change people's lives. Because we are fighting against the big brands, people with literally unlimited budgets, we have to do things differently. We have to do things smarter. We don't have financial safety nets. Every deal we do helps us grow stronger together. We have to be profitable from day number one. So how do we do that? How is it even possible? If you go to the average business school or ask the MBAs, they don't look at things the way we do. We've turned finding off-market deals into an art and science, doing what we call house flipping in the tech age. We are part of a community called Flip. Man, hump day. Hump day, hump day, hump day. Hump day. Check one, two, Absolutely. check one, two. We are live. And uh, if you can hear me, if you can see me, please drop a one in the chat. Drop a one in the chat. This is Will Garner with Money Talks. And Nick Garner here. We live again at the beautiful Hideaway Townhomes. Make sure you book your stay today. And I uh, just want to introduce, we got a very, very special guest, a very good friend of mine. Um, this young man has done a lot of cool things in business. He's an insurance agent. Um, he's been in the, in the business for what, over man, 10 years 10 now. 10 years. So. Um, just phenomenal person, uh, great businessman, entrepreneur. You know, before we got started, he was just giving us some tidbits of information about the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. And so uh, please everyone give a warm welcome to Mr. Charles McDade. How y'all doing now? Uh, Sir. Man, it's awesome. It's great being able to reconnect, man. I know Corona's been crazy, but man, I just love everything that you're doing from the podcast stuff to just seeing how many you know hands you have in each side of business, man. It's just beautiful. So no, that, that's some good appreciate stuff. Appreciate it, definitely, definitely, definitely. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, first thing first, before we hop right in, we definitely want to pay the bills first. Um, if you get a chance, stop by our website, newcenturyadvisors.com. It's Century with I, N E W C E N T U R I, advisors.com. If you are in the market for buying or selling a home, then we would love to help you out. And if you're looking for investment deals, Stop by our newly launched flip site. That's flppd.co. And uh, we've got some great off-market deals on there. Investors, if you got some good wholesale deals, then drop them on flip. So, man, let's get hopped into this. That's Tell good, us man. how'd you get into um, insurance and what, you know, when did the entrepreneurship bug bite you everything? Man, the biggest thing whenever it comes out for insurance stuff is insurance in itself is incredibly boring. Like, let's just be real honest about how it lines out. Most people only worry about insurance, you know, twice, you know, maybe a year. If you have a six-month renewal, right. right, basically you care when the money comes in or when something bad happens. 
But what I kind of had a lot of fun with was I graduated from uh, Nickel State in professional sales, and I love people, you know, just kind of being around yeah. and being that, that kind of trusted advisor for people. So it's not so much that the, the insurance field really kind of got me. It was just that there's so many of, you know, uh, like just of millennials, of, you know, people of color that just don't really know a lot about that sphere mm -hmm. and being able to be of, of some use there is just it's so powerful to be able to be like helpful in the time they actually need you when something's going on with their house but as far as for entrepreneurship bug man that 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 hit me hard as soon as you know i kind of realized man like working for a company you know is great it does give you a lot of stability but being able to hand something down to my kids and being able to give them the opportunity to basically they don't have to be as good as me i want them to be better than me but mm -hmm. in the case that you know hey they, they're not quite as much of a hard worker they don't want to stay up until 12 or go to the work at four like i did today mm -hmm. <laughs> that they don't have to exactly you know and i just want to build that sphere to be able to end up kind of handing that stuff down to them and kind of continue that process so it was just a lot more of a focus around family, you yeah. know, just just really understanding that you are working for, you know, your last name. So that's kind of why the, 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 the brokerage is just MIB and like MIB Group, mm -hmm. which is McDade Insurance Brokerage Group, gotcha. right? And just a playoff of, of course, Men in Black, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like but yeah, so it, it just has a lot more to do with people, man. Like just being there for them and being able to help out my people, my family, my wife, my son, my daughter, you know, nice. and being able to line that stuff out. That's right, that's right. What kind of insurance do you do? Uh, so PNC, so from home, okay. you know, personal home, personal auto, commercial, commercial auto, you mm -hmm. know, fleet vehicles, you know, kind of got our hands in a lot of things. Where I got my line in first was of course with like Liberty Mutual, worked with them for, you know, seven, eight years. And before that I worked at State Farm. So kind of have my hands in that, you know, captive life, mm -hmm. but I mainly focus on PNC at the moment when it comes to personal lines and dabbling a little bit more in commercials. We're getting more and more along. Gotcha. 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 And you mm -hmm. were one of the top people at yes. Liberty Mutual. Tell us about that. Mm -hmm. How'd you, you know, get to that point to be one of the best of the best? Well, uh, it kind of lined out. I had a buddy of mine, me and him play football together. Uh, he saw that I went to the national sales competition in Kennesaw, Georgia, right? That's where basically if you are trying to have a little bit of fun with like role plays and things like that at the uh, collegiate level, the right. school can pick two people from each school to go to Kennesaw and kind of, you know, role play and see who's the mm -hmm. best kind of salesperson there. Well, anyway, so he saw some pictures of me actually going out there and doing a pretty good job and having some fun and everything like that. And he said, hey, as soon as you get back to Houston, give me a call. Yeah. So uh, me and him played football together and he kind of gave me his spiel on what he was trying to do. He's like, hey, man, how much money do you want to make? And I was like, man, I'm not worried about that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to build something, have fun with my friends, you know, that kind of thing. He's like, well, no, I'm just trying to get you to jump on board with me. And uh, I'm, he kind of went through his field. I'm like, man, I don't really want to do insurance. He's like, all right, well, I want to try to win rookie of the year, you know, life insurance. And I said, okay, well, that, that's what you want. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I, I'll give you six months. And he was like, well, that's it? Like, well, what about the money? And I was like, no, 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 you, you told me you wanted something. Right, right, right. Like, I was like, no, no, like, dude, you give me a goal, I smash the goal. That's just all, that's all I know, you know, football players. That's right. all we know. Yeah. You're like, oh, you want three yards? I'll give you three yards. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like, so there's just no other mentality that I know besides that. So uh, he tells me that. I told him, like, dude, I'll give you six months. 
I end up coming in, me and him do great. Uh, we end up like winning life insurance rookie of the year, set a record for how many life insurance policies that we sold that year. Sorry, that like basically six month time frame. And then they rolled up and they were like, hey, um, you know, do you want to become a sales associate? Basically just another year, full pay, not part-time type stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, got to help out my family. You know, yeah. uh, my little brothers were kind of getting into college, uh, getting into high school at the time. So I'm like, yeah, definitely I'll, I'll run that out. Next thing you know, fast forward 10 years, I'm still in insurance, but just doing it for a different reason. But as far as for awards, man, one underneath uh, my teammate over there, we won Rookie of the Year, Life Insurance, Top Producer Countrywide. Then we won Top Producer Countrywide, like Rookie, our, like his first full year. Then I got on plan, and then I won Rookie of the Year, Top Producer Countrywide for the entire company in like 2013. And then ever since then, I was top 5% of the company year over year over year. But it just got to a point where, you know, you're doing it for a company and not your family right. or to hand anything yeah. down. So yeah, I had some great time there, man. Gotcha, gotcha. That's real cool. So I guess what, from what, I've, what I'm hearing is that over time you've continued to excel, your knowledge has grown. Um, if you were to pick a book right now, what, what book would you tell everybody that they should definitely have in their library now? Man, uh, there's two books that I love to death, right? And it's so spin sales and challenger sale, mm -hmm. right? Like whether or not you realize it or not, like you're always selling, you mm -hmm. know? And spin sales is based around this idea of, hey, situation, all right, what's the problem? All right, what are the implications? Like what happens if you don't solve that problem questions, mm -hmm. right? And then need payoff. You know, you've seen this all the time. It's like, hey buddy, what's the problem with your fridge? It's like, oh man, it doesn't have a compressor. Well, oh man, like, well, if you don't get that compressor fixed, what happened? He's like, oh man, my wife, my wife's gonna be pissed, right? He's like, all right, what if I get that fixed up for you right now? You know, like three hundred dollars. That that's spin. Mm -hmm. it, it that's in its simplest form. There's a lot of things that you can roll for it, but then to add to that, like the challenger sale, like changed the entire way that I looked at that process. They do something called like the three step, where it's teach, tailor, take control, mm -hmm. right? Because People like whenever me and you talk and I call you, it's always about like real estate, working your business because I know you've been, you know, just so successful in everything that you touch and you're just so experienced, you know? Right. So like every time me and you chat, I'm always like talking to you and whatever you tell me is kind of like a doctor prescription. Hmm. Like if I if I hear if I hear from Willie that no, it's like no, no, this is what's supposed to happen. There's no there's no other combos. Right. So for him, he's like he's teaching me something and he's tailoring the conversation to me. And all that does at the end of the day is just puts us in a spot where, you know, you're my trusted advisor, right? And that, and like real estate topics, right? Absolutely. And my goal is in reading that book, it changes the way you look at, well, that's the way I need to approach a lot of things. Like if I am the expert in this particular area, like I need to make sure that it's specifically for whoever I'm talking to. Right. So right. those two books right there, I love that for anyone thinking about getting into anything, dealing with people, which should be everybody. <laughs> Now, we, um, you know, as investors, you know, regular people, you know, um, getting into insurance wise, a lot of people don't know much about their policy. You know, I'm, I'm an insurance agent myself. 
Uh, I've had to deal with a ton of customers, you know, trying to dissect their policy, explain the coverages and things like that. What are what are some of the basic things someone should know? First off, let's talk about the home policy. Mm -hmm. Let's dive into that. Oh, so I like a home is where I like to kick it off. All right. Main way is because the auto, the government controls a lot of things for auto, mm -hmm. like what state limits are. That basically saying how much coverage you have to have minimum, right? Mm -hmm. Now for the home side, there's hundreds of different policies mm -hmm. that are out there, and a different way of saying policies is, is contracts, right? So you might have someone that has a HOA contract. Now, when I say those words, I know a half the audience is like alphabet soup, HOA, <laughs> no one cares, right? So I, I break it down like this, all right? Hey, do you want them or the, your company that you're with, you need to make sure that, hey, if anything happens, are you gonna pay for me to replace the items in my house? Do I have replacement cost? And you're like, well, you know, Chuck, why does that matter? Well, at the end of the day, you know, when you end up buying a new car and you drive it off a lot, mm -hmm. you know, it depreciates immediately. Right. All right. Everything in your house, we just depreciate it like that. If you have a certain type of policy. So number one, make sure your policy is replacement cost. Okay. Number two, y'all remember during Ike in 2009, I think it was right. Kind of in that mm -hmm. area. Yeah. Right. Wind driven rain, massive issue. Right. Basically people had a problem where the wind ended up blowing up the top part of the roof a bit and blowing rain inside of it, right? Right. Well, uh, there's certain insurance companies that have certain type of policies that don't pay for that kind of coverage. So the main way you get around that is, ask them, hey, is my policy open peril, okay? That'll give you enough good feeling to know you're in a good process. That's huge. Yeah, now the next piece, just for a customer basis, is your company, how is it rated? Is it an A-rated company? Is it not? The reason why that matters is that lets you know their financial stability, mm -hmm. right? If your company, your company can have the greatest intentions in the world for your house, they can write you a great contract, but if they don't have the money to pay for what happened, then the piece of paper is like getting a uh, you know degree from you know XYZ University, right? <laughs> you should all look, right? Yeah, you should all look. Like that's all you got. So. The, the three things again are, hey, is your policy replacement costs, right? Are they gonna pay you how much stuff actually costs? Is it open peril, mm -hmm. right? Does it pay for wind driven rain? Because down here in Houston, we care, Oh yeah, right? Sure. And then number three is, hey, is the company you're going with, is it A-rated, right? So for my company, for MIB Group and my, my partner Spencer, we focus mainly on having, we only end up selling A-rated companies and we only quote unless a person asks us and begs for like, we want the cheapest thing ever because we just, we don't care if it burns down tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll find something that cheap, like no problem, but for like another $100 a year, we can get you lined out really good. Right. Like, it's not a problem. Right. So those would be the three things I would really kind of focus on. Now, kind of expanding on that, man, water damage. If you, if your policy doesn't have water damage and you have kids, please ask for that. Mm -hmm. Like basically the, the joke that I have is I, hear I have a, I have a, I have a going on to six year old daughter. Okay. Anything that's not supposed to be in the toilet is going in the toilet. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> Anything that is not supposed to be oh, in yeah. there. Yeah, for it's sure. in there. Mm -hmm. All right. I think, I think everybody's done that. I, I know Ty and Cash one day, man, they, they filled up the bathroom to the hill and like, I don't know what. Ty managed to do, but we just I just saw like water just 
coming all the way yeah. through the house. It's like, oh, no, my it, God. It, well, I mean, because you got to think, <laughs> I mean, just, if the kids are in the tub, they're playing, you know, whatnot. They got toys in there. They can just flip on the yeah. the uh, the water, you know, just let it run. Or, or probably like or, what y'all yeah. did, which is like <laughs> WWE wrestle off the top rope. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, anything can happen, you yeah. know. And, and it's one of those situations where even as something as simple as like a water heater, mm-hmm. right? Like water yeah. heaters fail, right? Whether you realize it or not, that AC unit upstairs, it collects moisture because that's what it's doing. It's, it's, it's pulling all that stuff out and it drips down into a specific drain. Absolutely. Well, if something clogs it up, it yep. can be something as simple as some dust or, you know, just something well, falling down it gets, there. It gets dirty yeah. and, you know, you need to actually keep those, uh, those keep maintained. Clean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And if you don't, that's where you get that whole ceiling fell in thing, yeah. right? And if you don't have water damage coverage, man, water water is is super. It, w- it will damage stuff so fast. Like in this in this house that we're in right now, everything's wood floors. If we get a bunch of water on this, things are warped. Yes, yeah, you know, and we got to replace everything. Mm-hmm. So water damage is a huge endorsement, right? That you really got to make sure you have on your policy, right? And that kind of stuff just really, really matters. I mean, there's other things you can kind of take or leave, but if you have kids, they problems with water. No, that is true. And now one of the things that you got to keep in mind is that, and this is a common misconception, flood insurance is not a part of your home policy. So true. Yes, flood, you know, it it, it does happen. And it's, uh, you know, one of those things we can't, you know, get around, but it is not a part of your home policy. You got to purchase that policy completely separate from the uh, the federal government. That, so. And it's so inexpensive, man. I'm, like, yeah. look, even if you get their top tier coverage, it's $516, right off the top of my head. That's it. Right? Yeah. That's all the cost, $516. And the crazy part about it is, is that, you know, as you see these new buildings going mm-hmm. up, if you don't see retention ponds close to those new buildings, they don't know where that water's going. Right. Or if they do know where it's going, it's not there. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like, so there's so many issues that you run into with how they're changing the way the topography of the land is. Right. right? It's like if you have a bunch of concrete where that used to be, you know, your trees, your, uh, you know, your, your grass area, whatever, well, that doesn't soak up water anymore. That's just rolling downhill. So that's all that water displaced. And that's why you're seeing a lot of these, these, older places that never used to flood all of a sudden flood yeah. because they have all this rundown. And I mean, I know you've seen it. Yeah. Times. It's, and it's huge, especially on the development uh, side of things now, like, you know, even the, these properties here, while we were developing the city of Houston, they've changed a lot of things. So even that, that, that ditch out front where mm-hmm. our culverts are, you know, we had to use 24 inch RCP pipes, whereas before there was 18 inch pipes there. So we had, I had to dig that, that ditch out just that much more and you know the entire time I, we were doing that I was worried about hitting the sewer line you know but the city of Houston is making these developers go that extra mile to to be able to hold that water so Absolutely. it's like a little at a time in different developments where they're making you go the extra mile that they're hoping to offset the flooding that happens in the city of Houston. So even, let's say, um, an area like Bel Air or, you know, if, well, if homes are... Kingwood. Like, know. Kingwood had some major issues during the, oh, the Harvey. Right. Like, yeah. And a lot of that had to do with they waited to put in the retention ponds upon yeah. the completion mm-hmm. of some of the other buildings, and they're 
supposedly going through a little something right now because of that. You know, and so that's that's huge. Like I said, every little bit of those increments, I know that has to help. You know, I know it has to. Yeah, if you do a project in Bel Air, you're gonna have to. This is gonna be pair and bean. You know, so a lot of a lot of developments now are requiring, uh, especially depending on where they are being developed, the homes are being built at. If they're more prone to flood, you're going to be building on pier and beam, um, even in the county as well. So it's um, it's something to think about when going into development. I mean, even when you're purchasing a home, you know, looking at whether the house is in the floodway, is it in the 100-year floodplain, the 500-year floodplain? You know, even if you have a corner of your house that may be in the floodplain, you you know, your insurance company, the, you know, your mortgage company, mortgage yeah, company. you can speak to that. Yeah, like, well, yeah, I'm glad we're, we're talking about that, too, because, you know, being realtors or whatnot, we come across clients, obviously, that need to shop their insurance. But mm-hmm. I guess shed some light on what actually goes into rating a home. Oh, OK. All right. Yeah. So in rating your home, you're looking at, again, whether or not it's in a floodway area, mm-hmm. how close the house is to water, right? So, like, you know, if you're close to Galveston, obviously you're mm-hmm. a little bit in the, 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 the danger zone, mm-hmm. right? The other piece that people don't realize go into it, it's called insurance score. Now, I'm going to give you a hint. Mm-hmm. It's, it's darn near, it's it's almost credit score, yeah, right? Yeah, so, like, like and, and it's, it's neck and neck. Yeah. Now, they say we use other factors to basically work on what in, on what makes your insurance score. Yeah. Like how long you've had insurance and you've been paying for your own, mm-hmm. how how long you've gone without having a, a you know a cancellation or a lapse in coverage, you know, as mm-hmm. long as your stuff is going hand in hand with each other, right? Um, but all that being said, if if your if your credit's bad, it, it doesn't yeah. even matter. <laughs> so that so true. that's a lot of the reason why whenever you talk to one neighbor and another, they're paying such different rates. You know, Uh, and then it also boils down to the reason why kind of becoming a a brokerage was such a focus for myself and Spencer was like, man, we the idea that people understand 100 percent insurance and they can call 20 different companies and understand what's all going on. Man, it's it's a rough it's a rough sell. Like it's not going to happen. But being that kind of personal shopper for people. And being able to line them through what exactly is the coverage right. is the biggest part, which leads me into the coverage of the actual policy. Mm-hmm. That that old adage, you get what you pay for, it's it's true when you don't know what it is you're purchasing. Right. Right? Like if you wanted a really nice house, someone would tell you, well, hey, spend a million dollars on the house, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if I want a really nice house, I'm talking to Will and say, hey, like find me a great deal in an awesome house. And he might find me a million dollar house in a certain area or a place we could build it up to for 200,000 for investments, right? So it's like you talk to those that have the knowledge to be able to get you there. So you can either learn yourself Mm -hmm. or kind of touch base with the people that know. Absolutely. So those are kind of the, again, the where you're located, your insurance score, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Which is basically again your credit, right? And then on top of that, what kind of coverage you're getting those are kind of the main three items that really kind of play a big part mm-hmm. of like what your insurance cost actually boils out to be. Um, the next piece is, I mean, you'd be surprised if I make a change for someone's house being 250,000 to 310, it might change their policy by like right. $45 a year. I know, I know some of the, um, 
things that can contribute to the price difference. Uh, the year built. Yeah, is, the um, year built, how old the house is, of age, course. Age of the roof, and also, like you said, where it is, the county. Mm -hmm. Like Harris County, if you live in Harris County, you got some of the highest rates yeah, out absolutely. there. Uh, Montgomery County, that's a good place. It's, yeah, Montgomery County's good. Uh, Basically, yeah. further away that you yeah. end up getting from, like, the further north you are from I-10, the better off that you are, right? Because you don't have, like, I have family out in, uh, you know, Fort Bend area, Manville area, and uh, Friendswood, and over there they have Texas windstorm insurance, gotcha. which is basically you getting a policy for just hurricanes, mm -hmm. and that can be three thousand dollars down there. Wow! Like no, it's it's like that by itself. That's just, huge. And that's yeah. just that's not for your house. That's not for your, that's not for your house and standard. It's just only for the three four months we use it. You paying three grand, but that's a part of the so game. It's like flood insurance, but for wind. Yeah, flood insurance yeah. for wind. So yeah. that's exactly yeah. it. Are they giving you? Um, a period of coverage as well with that, or are they giving you a whole year? No, they so give you the whole, whole year. It's a whole year. Right? It's a whole okay. year policy, but it's Texas windstorm. Like, what so are we? What are we worried about? Hurricane. hurricane. Yeah, 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 when exactly. do hurricanes happen? Right. Three months out of the year. Exactly. So it's like you can tell me as much as you want about like, oh well, you know, it's something for all. You know, we got. We don't have that. We have hail, yes, and I know hail, you know, messes up roofs. But what most insurance companies are scared of is that large a lot of people in a certain area getting hit by a hurricane mm -hmm. because just look at it like like man I, it's a bad analogy but it's the only analogy that works here like a roulette table right so think about each zip code as like a different part of your roulette table like red one is like friendswood right mm -hmm. and like you know black 23 is uh is you know uh like the woodlands or conroe right and it's like each insurance company is putting its chips in each kind of section. <laughs> now, every time you spin that roulette table, that's a hurricane, right? And if it hits, well, if you piled up all your stuff on Harris County, which a lot of companies have, well then, hey, everybody lost big on Harris County, mm -hmm. right? So that's why they kind of like try to spread out that risk as much as they can. Exactly. Now to your other point though, like you said, you're built on the home, huge, because Newer homes have updated, you know, building materials yeah. and they know that, hey, you pretty much have a bumper to bumper mm -hmm. on your house. You got builder warranty. Builder warranty. Like exactly. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it got inspected. So we know we don't have to worry about there being some weird situation that you didn't notice. Well, no, the house got inspected. Right. So the newer your house is. So basically saying the newer your roof is, the better your pricing can be. But when I tell you most of the stuff has to do with your zip code and your credit, and the type of company you're getting into, and those are the main items. Outside of that, if your house is brand spanking new, your insurance will never be that cheap. I, I mean, I've seen $600 like in South Houston in Harris County for brand new builds mm -hmm. because they they're not worried about anything happening to the house. It's like it's like it's like no, I'm putting I I I know you can pay me a dollar, I'll make money off this policy. Mm -hmm. You know, that's their mindset. Right. So, no, it's definitely true to your point. You know, uh, that house year built matters so much. Yes, yes, it does. It certainly does. What would you con be, uh, consider one of the best pieces of advice that you've ever been given about business? Oh, man. This is Dr. Field at Nickel State told me. And he's like, man, everyone says it's not what you know, it's who you know. Right. He's like, no, 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 no. It's who knows what you know. Because if I know you're a dumbass, I'm never doing business with you. 
right? And like, just think about that for a second. Like, it's who knows what you know. I know he knows investing. I know he understands real estate. So when I have a question, I give him a call, right? Like, that's how it flows out because I know he knows. And he's the quickest way for me to get stuff answered, handled, and pushed forward. And who knows what who knows what you what know. you know That's exactly you. like who knows what you know hmm. like so if you have someone that knows you're a drummer I guarantee you're gonna get a bunch of like different drum opportunities as far as for being able to play in bands or whatever if people know that you're a great boxer you're probably going to get a bunch of boxing opportunities right mm-hmm. so it's just like it's like in everything else if someone knows that you're fast they're probably gonna to talk to you about running track when you're in high school. So it's just people, when people know what it is that you are and what you are about, that's so powerful because it's just going to come to you because people are going to have questions. I do. I get questions all the time in like my DM just about, I I mean, I'm married, so it's not those. Mm. I mean, it could be, but it's not. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) it's not that. It's not that. Right. Uh, So basically I get a lot of people that end up coming in asking me like, hey man, so what about this insurance company? Have you dealt with this stuff before? And I'll just answer it. Because that's what it's that that's what networking is, right. right? It's just that it's not enough that I know you. I need to know what what it is that you do and how it is that you do it, right? That is the most helpful piece of information I ever got. That's huge. That's huge. Huge. Well, what about you? I'm gonna ask you. What, what's what's your best? The best piece of advice, I would say. Um, march to the beat of my own drum. You know. One of my um, high school, I went to Forsberg High School and in the engineering magnet program, uh, we had a, um, our main teacher was a guy named Mr. Austin Hayward. And so a lot of stuff, he, he was just one of these type of people that he, he was no nonsense, but he believed in our group of students that was in this engineering magnet program. Mm-hmm. And it was probably six or eight of us in the program. Uh, Desmond Lee, Jamel Johnson, Charles Tolliver, um, Shanique Mayo. You know, um, we, we had a core group and he used to, he used to push us. So from the time I was in like, you know, ninth grade, we were, we were working and, you know, doing CAD drawings. Mm-hmm. Um, we were doing, you know, he had us going to different phases of engineering, learning computer program. I knew C, C++ mm-hmm. when I was a junior in high school, you know. That's massive. It was That's huge. huge. And this guy, he, he was no nonsense. He didn't play around. Um, but, you know, he always told me, he was like, you know, um, he's like, really, we, you know, when you go to AM. Matter of fact, the reason I went to AM was because of him. He he told me, he was like, look, I don't have, if you want to go to Prairie View or you want to go to CSU, that's fine. He was like, but he's like, I believe in you. I think you could go to AM and I want you to go and kick down some doors there. And that was that was his mentality. Um, and he graduated from Prairie View AM uh, as an engine as an engineer. But he's like, you know, I want you to go and I want you to kick down doors. He's like, I want you to do stuff your way. So he's always said, march at the beat of your own, you know, drop. He's like, don't ever see yourself as someone who just has to fit in some, in this mold. 
You can you can do anything you put your mind to. And that's always held with me. I, I even talked about it when we won this the Aggie 100 Award. I was interviewed and, and you know, I said, hey, you know, just march to the beat of your own drum. So to me, that means that no matter what is going on around, like in the world, whether it's it's politics or it's um, it's 2020 itself, I'm just constantly just thinking of how I can be innovative within within myself, my ideas, my thoughts, and and how I can take it take my life to that next level, and not necessarily worry about whether somebody else needs to co-sign on what I should or shouldn't do. And a lot of people get caught up in life worried about if somebody else is going to co-sign on what they should do in life. And they don't even realize a lot of times you already have the answer. It's in there because if God placed that thought in your mind and he places that on your heart, to me, I believe it's stuff that I should do. And it's it's steps that I should I should take. So he wouldn't have, God wouldn't have given, given me those thoughts if it wasn't for a reason. Now, some people have some thoughts they probably shouldn't act on. Mm -hmm. I get that. But, we, you know, in, in talking about, you know, my, myself and, and where I've come and the, just the preparation that I've gone, gone through. I love going to conferences. I love going to seminars. And uh, I, I saw Tony Robbins speak in person. You know, I like, I like doing stuff like that, and, you know, and, and, you know, Gary Vee, the, the Russell Brunson's, oh, Greg Cardone's. I, I love Gary Vee. I'm, I'm huge into that I stuff. I love Gary so, Vee. So, you know, when it, it's times I can wake up in the middle, you know, middle of the night or, you know, and my wife, she, she's like, golly, you just, you, you just full of ideas and stuff. And I, I just be like, hey, come man, what, what else I'm going to do? I love it. Like, I mean, it, it, it energizes me being able to take an idea Con and, and conceptualize it and turn it into something. So it's kind of like sitting in this house right now. This was like doing stuff like this is something you have to have vision about. You have to say, okay, this is this is where I see myself going. Whether nobody else believes in me or not, or whether nobody else wants to invest in me, or nobody else wants to hey say, hey man, I'm gonna help you with this. Just having the wherewithal to say, hey, you know, I'm going to march to be my own drum, and I'm going to make this shit happen one way or another. Oh, whether you like me the way I look, whether I'm tall, fat, ugly, skinny, black, white, you know, it doesn't, none of that shit matter, you know? Just, you got to believe in yourself. A lot of people getting caught up in a lot of stuff that doesn't matter. Just do you. I mean... Dude, that, that's so that's so strong because like uh, another one was uh, a, a older guy. He told me, um, "Hey, like you know, what is it that you need to have to, be able to do business with someone?" And I was like, "Oh, they need to be smart." They're like, no, there's a bunch of dumb millionaires, mm -hmm. right? Oh, I need them to be hardworking. I was like, dude, some of the smartest people that get stuff done quickly are lazy, mm -hmm. not necessary. And I was like, "All right, well, what is it?" He's like, "Be sincere." Like, so even to that, that, you know, march to the beat of your own drum, you're being sincere to you. Yeah. You know, like you can't, you can't be happy if you don't know what makes you happy, you know, and you being able to conceptualize these, these creative things and, and derive enjoyment from it. Like that means that, you know, whenever he's coming up with an idea, 
he's excited and that that breeds other people around you that have excitement for that activity. Yeah. So it's like that's just another piece of you know, not only you being true to yourself, but marching to your own drum, like being a leader in that process, knocking down doors in that process, right? Yeah, and, and kind of both of those things combined, because it sounds so simple in process, when you start trying to apply it to the way you're thinking about business, the way you're thinking about investing, like it gets a lot more deep than that. Because then you're like, I don't have to have anyone co-sign because I, I, I know what God has in store for me. Right, mm -hmm. like I know what 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 I need to create with with the gifts that He's given me, and with like you know my prayer and my hard work, right? And sometimes, man, it doesn't work out, you know. And I'm sure we've all had situations where stuff doesn't work out. But you, I know you've you've talked to me about just different situations, just stuff that you've learned that you've brought over into like other lines or, or, or just other ways of doing business. Yeah. And it just helps you grow when you're just consistently laser focused on being sincere to you. So I yeah, love that, man. Absolutely. I love that. You know, and that's, that's what comes with entrepreneurship. You know, you experience failure. I call it failing forward, you know, so it, you know, you, everything don't all, like you say, work out as planned. But to me, I always feel like that's a part of the plan. You know, because I, I learned so much from, you know, just the life experiences that, you know, I, I undertake. Look, like, for example, the when me and you first met, we met we met in through B&I mm -hmm. and we had B&I is this organization talking to everybody who's listening. Uh, so B&I is this organization where you have different members who join the organization and it's a referral based organization so you know Nick if he's in real estate Charles in insurance I could be a mortgage broker and everybody has a chair or a seat within this organization right and so and the whole thing is that the motto is givers gain so when you know you get more by giving so when we first met, there was an insurance seat and we, you and yeah. I were vying for the same position because I, I have my insurance license as well. Mm -hmm. We both wanted the insurance seat. And then just to speak to you about kind of how like the, me and him pulled, like he pulled me to the side because I was still this, I'm still, I was still much younger. You pulled me to the side and you were like, Hey, let me know a little bit more about what it is that, that, you know, that you're running into. What is it you sell? Cause you know, I have a bunch of different ways that I end up kind of making, making things work in my business. Like I've, he's, he's, he's lined himself out that way. I let him know what I'm doing. And he's like, you know what, man? He's like, how about this? I'm going to take the, the, the real, the real estate chair, like over here, I'm going to take that. And then I'll let you end up having the, uh, the insurance side since that's the only line that you can kind of get into. And man, Will didn't have to do that at all. Like, and I know you didn't. And I, and then ever since that day, I was like, man, me and him are going to keep talking because that's something that if I was in the situation that he was in, that I would want to be able to do. And that touched me in a whole different way. And I, I wanted to make sure it came from me so they know that you're not it's not you blowing your own horn you literally pulled me to the side and were like hey man walk me through what it is you do once again who knows what you know once he figured that out, he was like all right let me take a back seat real quick 
let me pull back a second and let me go into this chair that is also part of my business, but I'm gonna let you have this one. And he let me eat, I mean, in that situation. Yeah. And I've always appreciated you for yeah, that. Most definitely, most definitely. And, and I guess what I was getting at, that was a life learned lesson, even within itself, me acting in the moment, where I was just like, man, you know, we, you, you, you just never know. And now I guess culminating to this point right now where we're at, like, you know, the world is small and, you know, you know, it continue, you know, we live in this, um, we live in this environment where you can do so many great things in life and you just depend on how you, how you go about living, you know? Yeah. So it, it, it was a learning experience even within itself for me as well. So, you know. And it's running down that lane, man. Like just, just finding your stuff and getting into it and then just kind of throwing it all down on that kind of run. But yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. So, uh, tell the people, man, how can they get a hold of you? How can they contact you? Oh, man, uh, you can find us, of course, on Instagram. That's MIB Group uh, online. You can end up going at www.m as in Mike, I as in Igloo, B as in boy, group.net. That's the website. And you can find us on LinkedIn. We're everywhere. So, we're trying to get out there. Um, Millennial-based company. So we're all over the interwebs and you know everywhere else you can find us, man. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. I, I've, been, I've been asking some questions on, on Facebook uh, lately, and so I'm, I'm gonna give you some questions. You gotta, this is a little trivia, all right? So be prepared. I don't know where these questions are gonna go. All right. All right. Here goes one here. So would you rather be single for a year? This includes dating, or go on bad dates for a year straight. Oh man, I'm, I'm single for a year. What do I do? <laughs> like, no, man, I, I got stuff to do. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've been single for a year now. No, hey, <laughs> look, I had to wait some years for my wife. I'll do it again. I'm all right. Yeah. No, no, don't get me wrong. When you see me again after that year, I get stabbed. For sure. <laughs> for sure. All right, I got one for you, Nick. Um, Oh, this is a good one. What you got? Would you rather be able to record your thoughts or your dreams while you sleep? And y'all both can answer. I mean, aren't they one and the same? No, record your thoughts like, you know, you're up, you're awake. Your thoughts or your oh, dreams. Oh, okay, I got you. Oh, okay, I got you. I got you. Uh, I'd rather, I'd rather record my, my dreams, I would say. My dreams. Yeah. Interesting. What about you? Man, I want to know. I want to because I was going to say something completely different. Why? Why your dreams? Like I want to get into the why, man. Well, I, I I would say because one, I guess whenever I you know whenever you dream, obviously you're sleeping for a little bit longer yeah. time, so you have more of a um, uh, a longer time to to think about you know whatever you're thinking about. So, I guess whenever I dream about stuff, you know, I, I think that that's you know is more of a um, a longer type of a I got you just just more free spirit yeah. more more you get into your full creative mm -hmm. mind you know right and that that is like my, my problem is man my, my dreams suck <laughs> <laughs> you know like hey I, I dream I go back to school right. I don't want that again nah, I like, yeah. so I mean for me I, I like man if I could get if I could get someone to just to like write down my thoughts and not judge me, I'd be great. Right. <laughs> just yeah. because there's so much stuff, like, you know, like you said, you'll be waking up with your wife over there thinking, 
you know, about like one thing or the other, and then like you'll have it for a second, and then it just kind of poofs on you, mm-hmm. yeah. and that sucks. And see, that's what I said, dreams sometimes, because, yeah, you can get interrupted, and then yeah. all of a sudden, man, what was I thinking about? Yeah. You know, or, man, I should have been recording that, you know, on a, you know, iPhone or something, you know, as I was thinking about it, you know, so, yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much what it is. All right, last one, last one. Would you rather spike the punch or Xerox your butt at the next office party? How about you answer that one? I'll zero. <laughs> first off, first off, I don't drink in general, right? I don't drink, so I'm not gonna get other people drunk. I got you. I, I look, I was born naked. I thought you was gonna say I, I don't drink, so I'll, I'll go ahead and spike the punch. No, I'll zero. I don't care. I'll zero. Hey, I ain't gonna do yeah. it to you. I'm yeah. gonna do it to me. I'm good. I'm gonna do both. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I'm gonna about. do both the same time. We're gonna leave my best. Hey, no, no, he, he gonna spike the punch and then Xerox. That's right. Because of the, right. Like, like, you're gonna have a you got a little buzz now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. We turn up, we gonna turn up for real. That is what it is. Well, anyway, man, this is good, uh, good episode. Thank Absolutely, you both for coming out. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Man, certainly. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, once again, please give everybody your contact info so how they can reach out to you if they want to get some insurance. Absolutely. So, again, it's Charles McDade with uh, MIBN, MIB Group, right? Uh, my phone number is directly, you can call me, don't even matter, 832-704-3633. Again, 832-704-3633. You can find me online. That's www mibgroup.net and everywhere else that you type in McDade Insurance Brokerage. Appreciate y'all. Thank you, Will. Thank you. Once again, it's Will and Nick Garner, your brokers with New Century Advisors and the EXP with the EXP Realty. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, remember, you're one flip away. You're one flip away. Visit the site.